The show you love with even more local news and more local talk. The voice of the valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's your host, Mike. Douglas. And a good Monday afternoon to you here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas with you, your personal concierge for conversation as we get the conversations going on a brand new week. And a couple of things to deal with right at the top here. This just in about a half hour ago, DA George Goscone in L.A. County, has charged the woman who sped through the intersection of Slauson and La Brea at about 100 miles an hour, killing six people. L.A. D.A., L.A. County D.A., George Goscone, has charged Nicole Linton with six counts of murder and five counts of gross vehicular manslaughter following the crash. If she's convicted of those charges, she could face 90 years to life. Again, I have not heard any reports as to why this happened, what uh, preceded this, what caused her to uh, speed through there at 100 miles an hour. It's just absolutely mind-boggling that this would happen, but Kudos to uh, DA in L.A. County, George Goscone, and uh, of course... This could be because of the recall. It could be because he's doing the right thing. I'm not going to address his motivations because I don't know. All I can say is in reaction to that, good. Sounds like an appropriate thing to do. Again, uh, the woman who was uh, or is the suspect in that reckless driving incident charged with six counts of murder, five counts of gross vehicular manslaughter, and could face 90 years to life if convicted. Again, that's uh, about as uh, of a half hour ago, and uh, we'll supply you with any new information that we receive regarding that particular case. And I uh, want to get uh, this tribute here right at the very beginning. I have a lot to talk to you today about this bill that was passed by the U.S. Senate on Sunday. We're going to spend quite a bit of time on that. We want to hear from a few folks, including Ted Cruz and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. Before we do that, remember this. I love Olivia Newton-John, 73 years old, has died. And as you probably know, she has fought cancer for quite a long time. Again, Olivia Newton-John, I have to confess, I have a, a record collection. And remember, I'm a, as a horn player, trumpet and French horn, I love jazz, love big band jazz and but as as a teenager, I and remember those those round black things that you put on a record player. They they 
<laughs> they revolved at uh, 33 and a third revolutions per minute. Yeah, those things. They're getting, they ain't making a comeback. Anyway, most of mine were, were trumpet players or big band leaders. Woody Herman uh, had a lot of his records. Doc Severinsen, Maynard Ferguson, Freddie Hubbard, Miles Davis, uh, Doc Severinsen again, uh, you name it. Had uh, Chicago, had a lot of Chicago albums. Uh, I think I had one from Tower of Power. I have to confess, there was only one female vocalist for whom I had one LP, and that was Olivia Newton-John. That's the only record I have of any female vocalist. Frankly, I don't know if I have any had any records from male vocalists. Most were just uh, groups uh, that had a lot of brass in them or uh, big bands, that sort of thing. But uh, Lemia Newton-John, for some reason, uh, her voice just caught me, at least at, at that age. And uh, beautiful voice, wonderful career. And so sorry to hear. Uh, what is Olivia Newton-John doing being 73 years old? That's uh, that's mind-blowing in and of itself. But uh, our prayers with uh, her family, again, a long, long battle with cancer. And uh, the entertainment industry has lost an incredible artist, again, in uh, Olivia Newton-John. All right, moving on to big news coming out of this weekend. And we're going to uh, spend some some significant time on this. As you know, uh, by a 51 to 50 vote in the Senate with uh, the Vice President Kamala Harris casting the uh, 51st vote, the Democrats have pushed through uh, their uh, election year economic package on Sunday. It's an estimated $740 billion billion-dollar package that heads next to the House. And I, I don't know about you, I'm, I'm dismayed at this. I really am. Very dismayed about it. I, we're, we're going to hear from a couple of folks. Uh, again, looking at a reality check here, uh, here's from Axios. Here's their broad brush. Uh, evaluation. Uh, Axios saying unclear how much uh, the list will help uh, President Biden in November's midterms or if he seeks re-election in 24, but the list they're referring to is the president's approval rating is stuck below 40 percent. Inflation is very real. And some of the effects of the just-passed Inflation Reduction Act passed by the Senate yesterday including lower prescription drug prices for a broad number of Americans, it may take months or years to be felt. Months or years to be felt. And I want to uh, get some perspectives on this. First of all, Senator Ted Cruz. He was on uh, Fox's Sunday Morning Futures uh, before the vital, final vote was taken, by the way, he was interviewed before the, uh, the final vote. Here's his, I guess you could call it his broad brush evaluation of the bill. The Democrats are on the verge of ramming through what, what really is a terrible bill. This, this bill 
will hammer manufacturing, it will kill manufacturing jobs in this country, it will hammer small businesses. This bill will drive up gas prices. It, it has billions in new taxes on U.S. oil and gas production. We introduced amendments trying to take those new taxes out. So all the Democrats say they're worried and want to low ga lower gas prices. They all just voted to raise gas taxes and to raise your price at the pump. This bill creates 87,000 new IRS agents. It doubles the size of the IRS. Those IRS agents are designed to come after you. They're not designed to come after the billionaires and the big corporations. They're designed to come after small businesses and, and working families across this country. The Democrats are making the IRS bigger than the Pentagon, plus the Department of State, plus the FBI, plus the Border Patrol combined. The IRS is going to be bigger. This is wow. a massive power grab. Well, that's pretty awe-inspiring, isn't it? Gas taxes are going to go up federally. 87,000 new IRS agents, doubling the size of the IRS, making the IRS, or it will make the IRS if this is passed by the House of Representatives, which I assume it, it will, it will be uh, bigger than, good grief, the FBI and and uh, the Border Patrol and the, and the Pentagon all, all combined. Pentagon, State Department, FBI, Border Control. This is unreal. Unreal. So, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about... November 2022. How do you feel about November 2024? Are you proud of the Democrats? Are you proud of the Republicans? What? <laughs> How do you react to this? We'll talk about that in a, in a couple minutes. I'll tell you who I am proud of. A good friend of mine named Dan Phipps. Rising interest rates are slowing home price growth, but you can still get top dollar for your home right now with Dan Phipps. Maybe you want to move closer to work, but you don't think you can afford it. Well, then you should call the agent I trust. Call Dan Phipps. Dan guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours for full market value, or he'll sell your home for free. His maximized uh, efforts to make your sales price the best it can be puts you in complete control of the process. He can even find you a new home before you move. Carrie in Oakdale knows about this. Carrie was moving out of state for a new job, needed to sell quickly because she had two mortgages, potentially. But Dan handled everything while she was away from staging to open houses. And here we go. He sold it in a few days for almost $50,000 more than expected. Carrie says, Dan's the man. I agree. Call Dan Phipps. Dan is the man I recommend, and he guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours or it's sold free. So call Dan Phipps, 209-593-1111, or go to danphipps.com. That's Dan Phipps with three Ps, D-A-N-P-H-I-P-P-S.com. We'll talk more about the bill signed by the Senate coming up in three minutes here on The Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. A pastor with passion. 
a minister with manners. Now, back to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on this Monday afternoon. And in my opinion, an ill will blowing in from Washington, D.C. as the Senate, with a 51 to 50 vote, passes uh, this economic package. And I... Well, let's get another take on this. Again, this is Senator Ted Cruz. He talked about the fact that uh, he attempted, as did some other Republicans, to introduce some amendments that they felt would soften some of the blows they felt were destined to negatively affect Americans. Here's uh, Senator Cruz once again. And I got to say, it's amazing, Maria, watching these Democrats amendment after amendment, common sense amendments they vote against. I introduced an amendment to say don't create 87,000 new IRS agents. Every Democrat voted no. I just introduced an amendment to say that Joe Biden and the federal government should not be able to sell oil from our strategic petroleum reserve to the Chinese communists. Biden sold over two million barrels of oil to the Chinese communists. Mm. Every Democrat but four voted no. They are bound and determined to try to ram this terrible bill through. All right, so that's uh, Senator Ted Cruz, his opinion of the bill. Again, uh, gas taxes are going to go up. There will now be 87,000 new IRS agents, which about doubles the size of the current IRS. Why do we need 87,000 more IRS agents? Do you think they're all going to go after the big guys and the big gals who have very expert attorneys and uh, tax advisors, accountants. Uh, I'm thinking those 87,000 IRS agents, the new ones, are going to be going after the low-hanging fruit. Uh, That includes uh, you and me, in my opinion. I'm very, I just, is this, is this how the Democrats think that they're going to win in November 2022 and November 2024 by hiking taxes, by having 87,000 more new IRS agents. This bill, by the way, is like 755 pages long, approximately. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. So are you impressed with what the Democrats have done this weekend? Let's open the phones, find out. Let's get your reactions. 209-551-3483. We'll go first to Stanislaus County and Debbie. Debbie, what do you think? Well, thank you very much for allowing me to take for allowing me to have a call with you right now. I've been on this all weekend and I've done everything I can mathematically to equate how and why this is happening. I want to say, number one, and I see how much you agree with me or disagree, and I'm open for all the disagreement, by the way. I truly believe my first calculation that I made a good year ago, that we were on the verge of a civil war, and it will begin in California. I'm not going to change my mind, and this last situation pushed me over the line, and I'm positive we're going to. We have had enough time between the time 
Mr. Biden became our president. And now we've had enough time for our representatives, our Republican, the people of us who are Republicans, to have done something more. What they do is they sit on their hands and their platitudes are cheap and they're only platitudes. They have done nothing to make a difference. There have been a handful of decent, wonderful human beings that have been defending the Republican establishment forever, but they're a handful. The majority go along to get along. It's all about power and money. It's not going to change. And the only possibility, we only have a tiny bit of time left, the only possibility I see that is a possibility of every man and woman is going to have to stand up and be their own defense. And they're going to have to do it through voting and physically because the voting won't even happen because that's going to be fixed too. They've been preparing, the Democrat establishment has been preparing for this election in November and the one in 24. We're not even going to get to 24. It's not going to happen because we're not even going to have a country that long. We don't even have one right now, but nobody's been paying any attention. I'm shaking talking, Mike. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I well, don't mean to. Yeah, you brought up uh, three points. Uh, Debbie, let me respond to those, and uh, thank you for in- your invitation uh, to do so. Let, let me take them very quickly uh, before we uh, hit the bottom of the hour here. One, and, and I know, and, and you've reiterated this several times, that you feel there will be a civil war that will start in California. I... Uh, I I don't know that I would I don't know that I personally would use the word civil war because it brings uh, back the connotation of uh, the civil war of the of the 1800s that, that we went through. I don't think it will be that kind of civil war. I think it will be a, an ideological and political and social rebellion because there is a revolution underway right now to undo the Constitution, to undo the Judeo-Christian underpinnings of the uh, Declaration of Independence, the U.S. Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. Uh, so, and, and I think there will be pushback. And so your point number three, I agree with you 100%, Debbie, uh, people individually, regardless of whether they're Democrats, Republicans, or whether they're political parties from the planet Zarkon, I don't care. It's time to stand up and stand in the light of truth and not be intimidated. Uh, to, to vote, I think that's very important. And the, the whole issue of will we have a fair vote, that remains to be seen. Uh, but we need to vote. We need to vote intelligently with good information. And again, I believe, uh, Debbie, this is way beyond Republican and Democrats now. This is about the future of our culture, the future of our society, the future of the United States of America as we know it. Because right now, uh, the forces in power are attempting to undo much of that. And then I want, want to come back to uh, your, your point number two. Uh, you were talking about the Republican response. And I think I probably agree with you in many respects. I think, uh, and, and this, goes, this goes back to previous administration. Th- this goes back 10, 15 years maybe. I think the Republican leadership in the Senate and the House 
has been remarkably neutered. And I don't know why it's been neutered, but ineffective, certainly. Uh, Paul Ryan had the opportunity to do some things he didn't. I don't know why he did not do them, but he didn't. And so now we're suffering the consequence of kicking cans down the road that should have been dealt with. Mitch McConnell, I think it's time for him to go. I think it's time for him to go. Uh, as I, I just am looking, and, and I, the firebrands that I see right now are women who are running for office, and in particular, many of these Latina women who are running for office, they're bold, uh, they're not intimidated, they're not afraid, uh, they're independent in terms of their thinking, and they have family values, and from what I've heard thus far, most of them are faith-based. Why is that important, Mike? Because it gets back to the Judeo-Christian underpinnings of the United States of America. So, uh, that, Debbie, that's my response. Three good points there. I hope that, uh, uh, that that's a, a good response you feel to your questions and, and your points there. Appreciate your call. Uh, coming up, we'll continue. We're not a, not, we've heard from Ted Cruz. We're also going to hear from Chris Christie. I'm not a huge Chris Christie fan, but he made some good points yesterday. We'll also hear from Ed from Lodi. Coming up in five minutes, Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Don't go away. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. He's got issues. Let's talk about it. The Mike Douglas Show on air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here this Monday afternoon on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Well, they've done it. Uh, The Senate by a 51 to 50 vote. That 51st vote, of course, cast by our Vice President Kamala Harris. And uh, so the 755 approximate page bill with an estimated uh, $740 billion involved, has passed the Senate. It's now going to the House. It includes 87,000 new IRS agents, uh, which really would make the IRS now bigger than the uh, Pentagon, the State Department, and the FBI, and, and the Border Patrol combined, from my understanding. Unbelievable. Let's get uh, let's get your read on this. What do you what do you think it's all about? What do you think it's really all about? 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. Our number, let's uh, go to Ed from Lodi. Hi Ed, welcome. What are your thoughts about this 755-page bill? Well, first of all, I think they're out of touch. Um, and they, they, they may not think they're out of touch. I think they're completely out of touch. Um, I think it's outrageous and it's very cavalier and it shows that they're especially, you know, in this particular case, there were 50 votes against, which is, you know, it's maybe a little too little too late. Obviously it didn't help in this case, but the Republicans too often in the, in the past have been, um, weak and the Democrats have been very partisan, and, and what happens is uh, you'll see compromise on one group and then just overreach on another. 
and that's a very general way to say it. And uh, so to me, they've weakened their, themselves. Had they not done some of this, then that vote might not have been 50-50, even though there's sort of a 50-50 tie. I think um, this is you, – you had said something about um, some weak leadership, and I think part of that – and I, I totally agree with what you said about uh, Ryan and Mitchell. Uh, I agree with both things that you said, and I think the the Republicans have spent too much time being a club and they're they're not winning hearts and i think that's mm. the thing that needs to happen there needs mm. to be some there needs to be some real charisma going on there and there isn't that's just the surface side of it what i think is going to happen is with this uh it's going to affect uh people in ways they don't think uh they're talking about oh this is about billionaires it's more about iras and uh, retirement things any type of funding they're, those things are all going to get hurt by this. They're already hurt by what's happening with the market, but they're going to get hurt further by the, uh, these types of the bills. And it's going to it's going to affect a lot more than rich people. It's going to affect everybody in a in a rather negative way. It may be at some point when everybody's done everything right that their retirements aren't going to be what they think they are. You know, and um, this kind of over overgrowth of government is really bad economically a couple of things that people don't understand first of all the more people you have in the government and right now i, I can't remember the, the stats but there's a huge number of people involved in government those people aren't producing anything else they're not farming they're not building a car they're not you know even repairing a car they're not doing anything they're not building the next widget whatever um and we're getting too dependent on living a uh, bureaucratic entertainment and service oriented economy. And we need to remember that that can't sustain itself. And uh, that's the thing that's, that's happening. And you know, they did this on a Sunday, it's not exactly during the week. So it's kind of that sneaking stuff in, even though we all know about it. And um, I do have some thoughts moving forward though. And I kind of want to ask your opinion on this with these thoughts. First of all, thought number one, um, can the new a Congress that gets elected in November, of course, takes uh, office in uh, late January or, may, or mid-January, whenever they, they take office, can they reverse some of this? And I'm thinking they probably can. So maybe that is a silver lining that no one knows what's going to happen. But it's possible that that could happen. And uh, if it takes a couple of years for us to feel it, maybe in a couple of years some of, the, some of it can be mitigated and maybe we'll feel it but not as bad. This is me trying to be optimist in a pessimistic time. Uh, and secondly, I kind of feel that there's a little bit of a weird thing happening, and, and obviously this is legal, but I remember in my civics classes and things that most budget bills are supposed to start in the House this seems like kind of a budget bill, and it's starting in the Senate. And there seems to be something a little bit weird about that. And so I realize that it probably is totally above board, but it feels wrong. Yeah. And um, and to me, I think there's a lot of – I think what's happened with our with our government is they're too busy having sophistry, and, and they parse words, and they do things. And, of course, the result of us electing our Senate and not – appointing our Senate where it's more 
uh, focused on the individual states and, individ- and, and our country. Now we have just a big partisan group of people that are just long-term um, you know, House representatives, <laughs> if you want to call it, people. And that's a shame. We- we, uh, I just feel, I feel yeah we we have a as they say we have a situation Ed let me respond to uh, to your points there very very quickly and uh, a good summation Ed thank you for that uh, you're talking about will the new Congress assuming and and I think it's probable that the Republicans will take the House of Representatives. The Senate, I think, is very much up in the air, and that's not a good thing because it means we're going to get more woke uh, members of the Supreme Court, more woke federal appointees, judges, etc. cetera. Uh, so that, that Senate situation, to me, is, is the real issue. And so can we reverse it? Yeah, to a certain degree, I'd be more confident in that, Ed, if uh, the Republicans also took the took the uh, Senate in addition to the House. Now, that said, uh, I come back to another point you made, and that is about the Republican response. Uh, you, you said, and I think rightly so, that historically uh, the Republicans have been very weak, while the Democrats have been very partisan. And it seems like the Republicans have, should we call it being too nice? Uh, There's this issue of, well, we we have to compromise. Well, I agree that we compromise on details, but we don't compromise on principle. Never, ever compromise on principle. And that's what's happened. And I think the desire to retain control and power and money and uh, the the auspicious nature of being in the Senate or in the House of Representatives has gone to the heads of many Republicans. They've been there uh, way, uh, way too long, in, in my opinion. They need to go, and we need some of this new blood. Uh, you talked about Ed winning hearts. I like that. I, I would uh, take that a little bit further and say we need Republican leaders who are inspiring. When was the last time? Well, in general, in general, who, who are, let me put it this way, who are the Republicans that you have seen on the national media or whatever media you listen, listen to that inspire you? Does Mitch McConnell inspire you? Really? Uh, It doesn't inspire me at all. I think he's been there too long, and he needs to step out. He needs to turn the baton or hand the baton to uh, somebody else. Will Kevin McCarthy do it? I don't know. I'm, I'm, my, my jury is still out on Kevin McCarthy. We'll, we'll see what, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, your last point, Ed, was uh, you, you felt it was kind of weird the way that these bills are going. That's because the current administration, both in the House of Representatives, uh, the majority in the Senate by one vote, and in the White House, are expert at abusing the law. They are expert at abusing authority, and the Republicans in their neutered state do nothing about it or can do nothing about it. I'm not sure which 
It is. Uh, Ed, again, some great points. Uh, Good call. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Coming up, uh, we'll continue our discussion about this. Roger from Turlock is on deck. We'll talk to Roger and uh, a few more of you coming up in three minutes right here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. With the big news of the day, here's more of the Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show this Monday afternoon on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. We're talking about the 755-page and estimated $740 billion package that was passed by the U.S. Senate on Sunday. It's headed now to the House when it reconvenes. And uh, Joe Biden uh, saying uh, the Senate Democrats sided with American families over special interests. He says, I ran for president promising to make government work for working families again, and that is what this bill does, period. Well, I beg to disagree. Let's find out what you think. 209-551-3483. What do you think the Republicans should do in response to this bill? 209-551-3483. Let's uh, go to uh, Turlock and Roger. Roger, welcome. What are your thoughts about this today? Oh, well, Biden said that he's looking out for the working class, but in light of the fact that they just uh, hired 90,000 IRS agents to terrorize the working class and the taxpayers, um, I'd like to compare how he treats the taxpayers, the high producers in our society, compared to the Chinese Communist Party who produces fentanyl, contributed to 100,000 deaths a year from overdoses, release the COVID virus throughout the world, the drug cartels, the gangs, the criminals. When you do a comparison, it just seems to me that we're the ones being harassed, the taxpayers, and these other categories are being treated with kid gloves. And I just find it ironic that we're basically treated like the criminals and the criminal element that are causing so much trouble in the country and the world are being treated like heroes. So it's just uh, pretty ironic and pretty hypocritical, in my opinion. Roger, 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 this common sense thing you're using. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Roger, it's all about common sense, isn't it? There's no mystery here. Uh, really? I, I, I don't think... Do you think the average person, the average blue-collar worker, the average family that's working hard, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got, I work three jobs, my wife works three jobs, I mean, we're working hard. We're not going to benefit from this bill. In, in fact, a lot of it is going to be on our backs. I don't see anything in this bill that I see is going to uh, benefit us. Roger, do you think the average person in America, whether Republican or Democrat, the average working person, do you think they're going to be befuddled by this bill, or do you think they'll see through it? Well, the facts are clear that um, the taxpayer, middle-class American, the hardworking Americans are getting the short end of the stick on this deal big time. However, it depend- they uh, also have to educate themselves and a lot of that depends on their news sources. If they choose to 
listen to news source that uh, lies, then they'll be deceived. But if they're looking for the genuine truth, then it will backfire on, uh, on the administration. But um, Americans work hard, but uh, they also have to stay very educated and informed, and they have access to the truth, and I pray to God that they take advantage of that opportunity. And if they do, then there will be pushback in November. Roger, uh, great, great points, a voice of reason, a lot of common sense there, Roger. Appreciate your call. Uh, Again, Roger pointing out... uh, what about the working class here? What's the effect on the working class? And you drew that uh, comparison between the way the Biden administration is treating the average American versus the way it's treating China. And it seems to me that, and I agree with Roger, that China is being treated with a lot more uh, deferential treatment than the American worker is. And Roger, right on the money as well when you talked about the need to cast an informed vote. I, the problem I see with that is so many people are living in a bubble. And what we're trying to do, and I don't say that in a, in a critical way, I'm just calling it the way I see it. It's just a, it's a, it's a fact. Many people are living in a bubble and unaware of what's going on around them. And and they don't look at several sides of an issue. They only take one point of view from whatever outlet that they listen to. That's why it's so important that we even listen to uh, perspectives we don't agree with because out of all of that, we become better informed. We are able to hone our own opinions and then cast reasonable and intelligent and well-informed votes like in 2024 of November, uh, 2022 of November coming up and 2024 as well. Back to the phones, 209-551-3483. What's your reaction to this 755 page 740 billion and 87,000 new IRS agents bill that that's what the name of it should be <laughs> let's talk to Teresa from Ripon hi Teresa what are your thoughts about this bill today well first of all Mike I want to thank you for bringing this um, subject up it is definitely needs to uh, be you know people thinking about it and 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 working over it. But I don't. I, I you're a you're a religious man, and I think we shouldn't give up. We should call our representatives. We should be very proactive, and we should call the president. And this does nothing for the American people. They always say they're working for the American people, but this is this is really a joke. It's an attack, like one of uh, your your I think it was uh, Roger. This is an attack on the taxpayers. I mean, when you got eighty seven. Uh, you know, thousand IRS agents and an eighty billion dollar budget. I mean, they're going after the little working guy, the guy that you know fills out the taxes. And you know, you can you you don't have to wonder why people are um, homeless. You know, if you ever look at these, um, you know, things you have to fill out, they're a very oppressive. And they can get you on anything and everything. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. And the other thing, they used to have, they, they passed not, I'm not sure what year they passed it, but it was called the Paper Reduction Act. Right. And when you fill out these forms, I mean, they are not, there's no paper reduction. 
that, that's why I say they can get you on anything. And this, this uh, misnomer, they call this the Inflation Reduction Act, it has nothing to do with that. They're, they're full of deceit, full of lies. And um, there was another person, I think it was Ed from Lodi, who said, why is this you know, being passed in the Senate first when all the um, you know, um, bills on uh, money should be started in the House? And and you said it too, Mike. You said they they are experts at abusing authority and breaking the law whenever they can. And so I I want to thank you for bringing it forward. And I'm I'm hoping that people don't give up. You know, keep uh, keep fighting because we wouldn't be here without you know our first first founding fathers. And it was one third of them that that brought America to us. So. There's one-third that don't care, one-third that do care, and one-third that are opposed. So I'm, I'm, I'm urging all people to be proactive, call your house, call your, uh, you know, call your president, and, and pray. Number one is pray. Yep. Because it can do, it can do a, a, a make a big difference. Teresa, I uh, okay, thank Okay, thank you so much, Mike. Thank you for your call. appreciate that. And I agree with you 100%. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm a man of faith. And a good friend of mine, pastor friend of mine that I uh, served under, and uh, he's well known around the world, Dr. Paul Cedar, often has said this over the years, prayer is not the only thing we do, but it's the first thing we do. And so for people of faith, I, uh, I agree with you, Teresa. Uh, prayer needs to be one of the, not one, prayer needs to be the foundation upon w- which we start our uh, our approach to dealing with this and and then we need to take action and and I think this is where and and I'm sorry to say this but a lot of people of faith have not gone the distance they've perhaps prayed about it but they haven't gone the extra mile and, and Teresa made this plea a couple of moments ago we have to gain information we have to be informed. That means we need to take the initiative to dig, to listen uh, to sources that we trust, and even listen to some sources we don't trust in order to find out what's really happening. One of the greatest ways to understand the deceptions of the opposition is to listen to them, and it becomes very clear what's going on. We're going to continue this discussion about the bill. We'll hear from uh, former uh, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie as well. Some great comments by Chris Christie. All that coming up with your phone calls in five minutes on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV, our number 209-551-3483. Be back in five minutes. The show you love. Talking about the issues that are important to you. The Voice of the Valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now every weekday from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here again is your host, Mike Douglas. And welcome to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV as we head into our number two here on this fine Monday afternoon after the not-so-fine uh, Sunday afternoon evening. 
win the U.S. Senate by a vote of 51 to 50. That, fir- that 51st vote, of course, cast by Vice President Kamala Harris to push through this 755-page, $740 billion and uh, 87,000 new IRS agent bill. Uh, it's ridiculous. If, you, if we look at it with any modicum of common sense, especially as we're in the throes of the worst inflation rate in uh, 40 years or so, my friends, common sense has gone out the window. Uh, but I thank you for your calls today, giving, giving your perspectives and a good, good sense of common sense, uh, a good dose of common sense to this particular issue. Uh, headlines today, by the way, and we'll just mention these very quickly, uh, as uh, as we reported earlier, this, uh, this came out about an hour ago. Uh, Los Angeles District Attorney George Goscone has charged Nicole Linton, that's a 37-year-old nurse who plowed through the intersection of uh, Slauson and La Brea in Los Angeles at 100 miles an hour. He has charged her with uh, six counts of murder, five counts of gross vehicular manslaughter following that crash that could... Uh, uh, she may face 90 years uh, to life if convicted of that. And then, uh, as we've noted earlier today, Olivia Newton-John, dead at age 73. Uh, great talent, wonderful voice. Uh, I, I think uh, one, of, one of the great entertainers uh, of our time. Uh, dead uh, at 73, had uh, dealt with cancer, I think, for uh, about 30 years or so. And uh, so sorry to hear that, and uh, prayers with uh, her family, absolutely. All right, on our radar screen today, uh, the main topic we're dealing with is this bill that was passed by the Senate uh, yesterday. I have some thoughts. We, we've been talking about what, what, what have the Republicans been doing the past two, three, four, five, ten years when they had opportunities, it seems like they didn't make hay while the sun shone, so to speak. What in the world is going on? And I, I come back to the fact that it seems like the Republicans, in answer to the obtrusive and unrealistic and abusive woke actions by the current Democratic Party are not responding in a way that's effective. I see a lot of hand-wringing. I see a lot of, oh, poor us. Well, what are you doing about it? What did you do when you had the chance to do something about it? And it's always, well, we need the Senate, we need the House, we need the presidency. Well, we've heard that tune before. What are you going to do in 2024? What are you going to do in November of 2022? Republican leadership, are you going to do the same thing? Are you going to kowtow? Are you going to buckle? Are you going to have no spine again? Are Are you going to stand up for the principles upon which this country was founded? Compromise in politics is needed. Compromise is something that you have to do. But you compromise on details. You don't compromise on principle. And it seems like 
generally, the Republican Party in general, both in California and in Washington, D.C., has been compromising on principle. And it does us no good to see the smiley faces on network or cable news and the hand-wringing and, oh, those Democrats, they've done it again. Well, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do in November 2022 if we hand you the House of Representatives, which we're likely to do, I think, if by chance we hand you the Senate, which is a real, uh, that's a doozy right now. I don't know which way that's going to go. But uh, if, we, if we think back historically, Paul Ryan, previous Republican administrations, we had the opportunity to do away with this ridiculous Obamacare thing that we got saddled with. We had the opportunity to do away with it. The Republican leadership didn't step up to the plate. It was a flawed proposal, and we have suffered for it. Is this what's going to happen again? I have another theory here. Let me share this with you and see what you think. Are you ready? It seems to me, and again, I this to me is beyond party politics. My, my faith is not in the Republican Party for the future of America. It's not. My faith is in God, and I'm hoping that we elect people who have a conscience and will do what's right. And I don't believe that the Republicans have a corner on that. We know the Democratic Party doesn't. We know that from the past two years. We have, and if he's not the worst, he's probably in contention for at least second or third, the worst, most ineffective president ever in the history of the United States of America. That is demonstrable. Mike, you're being mean. No, I'm being factual. We have one of, if not the worst, vice president in the history of the United States of America. She is totally ineffective. Have you watched her responses? It's horrendous. It's embarrassing. So why? Why are we in this situation? Well, let me offer this metaphor, so to speak, or simile, I guess. It seems to me that the Republican Party of today, and maybe for the past decade or so, is like an abused spouse or an abused victim. Oftentimes, people who are abused will become very defensive of their abusers. They will do what they can to please their abusers. They will do what they can to defer to their abusers. They will seek affirmation from their abusers. They will do anything to make sure that they don't have the scorn of their abusers. 
And in fact, many abused people will rail against, will try to avoid, will initially reject prosecution of their abusers. It's an interesting dynamic. And so let me draw that parallel to what I think the Republican Party is like today, both in California and in Washington, D.C. It's like an abused person that's been abused by what we now see as a woke culture that has been abused by the proponents of socialism and Marxism. And the Republican Party is so used to being abused that they stay in the abused role. Now, am I advocating that the Republican Party become the, the abuser? No, because I'm advocating operating with dignity, operating with integrity, operating with honesty, operating upon the foundations of upon which this country was formed, upon the Judeo-Christian ethic, and to defend that, to defend the Constitution of the United States of America, to defend the Bill of Rights, to defend the Declaration of Independence and the principles which spawned it, and to take a look at things like the 1619 Project and call things as they are, call the lie for the lie that it is. And when we look at right now, and I'm going to draw another parallel here if I have time uh, later today, there's a news story about a guy that's been arrested for uh, abusing, I think, 14 to 17-year-old female girls. Well, of course he's been doing that because our culture is into abusing children. Our culture is saying it's fine to encourage children to question which gender they are. It's fine to encourage children to say they're not what they are. It's fine to encourage children to have their bodies mutilated, to have their minds bent to the whims of very, very destructive people. It's fine to do that, so why then is our culture saying, well, a guy like that ought to go to jail? Well, how about those educators? How about those school boards? How about those teachers? How about those superintendents who are psychologically abusing children across this nation? Ought they not to be prosecuted for child abuse? You see, it's the hypocrisy that is inherent in any type of Marxist movement and socialist movements. You've got to have that hypocrisy because the people in control must be allowed to do what they do with impunity, and the rest of us need to take the thought of hypocrisy and remove it from our minds and become like the abused and defend the abuser. I don't know about you. I'm tired of being abused by this Democratic Party that is steeped in wokeism, that is trying to destroy the Supreme Court of the United States, that is trying to destroy the Constitution of the United States of America, that is trying to destroy the Judeo-Christian ethic 
upon which we were founded. I'm tired of it, and I'm not going to buckle to it. And as long as I'm here, and they can send all of those 87,000 new IRS agents my way, I'm not budging. How about you? We'll talk about it in three minutes. 209-551-3483. We need to stand up for what's true, to stand up for honesty, to stand up for principle, and to avoid hypocrisy. What do you think? 209-551-3483. Mike Douglas Show continues in three minutes right here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. iHeartRadio app. Search 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on this Monday afternoon, the day after the uh, Democrats have passed this obnoxious 755-page, $700 billion package that's really going to uh, persecute, if not prosecute, you and me. And our number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. This just in, by the way, I've just uh, received this. The FBI is in the process of searching former President Trump's home in Florida. Former President Trump is saying his Mar-a-Lago home is currently under siege, raided, and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. The purpose of the search has not been made public. So, are you tired of being abused? Are you tired of this administration administration using the FBI and and these federal law enforcement agencies to be at their beck and call to prosecute those who they don't like and to let people like Hunter Biden go who they do like? Unbelievable. We'll keep our eyes upon this. Is there any reason you can think of to vote Democratic in November 2022 or November 2024. I'd love to hear it. I can't think of one reason. The abuse is just getting out of hand, and my friends, it's not going to stop with Donald Trump. If he's not the candidate in 2024, I can almost guarantee that whoever is the candidate, they're going to come after him or her as well. It's not going to stop. So we need to stand up as the American public and call a halt to this, and we start at the ballot box. Our number here, 209-551-3483, down the road a piece uh, to uh, Delhi and uh, Steve, welcome. Uh, what are your thoughts on this bill that got passed yesterday? Oh, it, it's got me uh, kind of scared. You know, I'm, I'm just, I can't believe it. Uh, what, what they're, I mean, they're going after everything. You know, I'm trying to get trying to get my pension set up and I said, what, you know, is there any use? They're just going to tax the heck out of it. And, uh, so I, I was going back to what you said earlier about the Republicans. Um, I think they're a lot of the problem. And I, I can remember that, you know, when we had, um, you know, the presidency, the Senate and, the um, the, uh, Oh God, what's the house of representatives. Yeah. 
the representatives, yeah, and and nothing was done. They didn't solve anything. They didn't take anything back, you know. And and I just going, man, I gotta, I gotta just rescind my uh, my Republican um, voting uh, status because I, I think I'm just gonna go independent conservative or something because they're not doing it for me. And and uh, I I know what you mean about that. They they just squander they squander everything when they get in there. And uh, there's a few good people that I like, but you know, it's just like. I don't know that they don't listen to him, you know, and it's like, um, uh, not Mitch McConnell, but yeah, this is McConnell. Well, he, he said he wasn't going to vote for those last couple of, uh, spending packages. And what's he do? He turns around, I don't know, made a deal or something. And he went ahead and voted for him, you know? Well, and, and this uh, is, yeah, this is the I, thing, I just, Steve. And it seems like we, we bend over bat. We, let's say the Republican Party, bends over backwards to try to accommodate the Democratic Party, and they get stiffed every single time. They really do. It's it's like they don't learn from history. And, and Steve, this is why I'm, I'm listening to some of these Latinas who are coming up, and, and they're running as Republicans. And I, I don't see that in, I, I see in them a resolve to stand firm. They have a spine. I think, uh, I think we need a, a lot more than that, uh, a lot more of that type of spirit. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely do. And it sounds like, you know, they're, they're, they're going way down on the ladder now to, to get, you know, to attack people as far as, uh, you know, what they make and the, the taxing and all that stuff. And, and, uh, they're, they're in their crosshairs also, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I, I, I hope, I hope it wakes everybody up. That's all. That's all I can say. Thanks, Mike. Hey, appreciate Steve, it. thanks for the call. Appreciate, uh, appreciate that very much. Uh, Steve making, uh, some very good points there. Uh, want to, uh, repeat the news that just came across our desk here. Uh, the news desk at KFIV, uh, the FBI, is reportedly in the process of searching former President Trump's home in Florida. The former president is saying his Mar-a-Lago home is currently, quote, currently under siege, raided, and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. Uh, The purpose of the search has not been made public. But again, my friends, here we go. Here we go abusing their, this is absolute, you do not do this to a former president. You just don't. And it, again, is the abuse, the abuse of authority. And again, we'll keep you, uh, we'll keep you updated on that. We've been talking about, uh, as well, the bill that got passed uh, yesterday and we'll uh, we'll take more of your uh, your phone calls and your reactions to that, as well as uh, your reaction to this apparent uh, a reported FBI raid of the president's home in Mar-a-Lago. And again, my friends, if you think it's just directed at Donald Trump, you wait. Even if he doesn't run in 2024, I can almost guarantee whoever does. This administration, this twisted, twisted 
Democratic Party that got hijacked somewhere along the line by this abuse of power. They're going to go after whoever is running on the Republican ticket in 2024. Several of you holding on the phone will get to you in five minutes as the Mike Douglas Show continues on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Again, after the bottom of the hour, news and weather and traffic will be back. And keep an eye on what's happening at Mar-a-Lago as well. Back in five minutes, Mike Douglas Show, Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Take the Mike Douglas Show with you every weekday from 3 till 5. Download the free iHeartRadio app and follow 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. We're here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. (laughs) Oh, what a Monday. Uh, to start things off this particular week, uh, as we reported, uh, we have learned that the FBI apparently is in uh, the process of or has finished searching the home of Donald Trump in Mar-a-Lago. Uh, and the former president reporting uh, his home had, quote, been raided and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. Uh, The New York Times is saying that the search, according to two people familiar with the investigation, uh, appears to be focused on material that Donald Trump had brought with him to Mar-a-Lago, his private club and residence, after he left the White House. Uh, The New York Times reporting uh, that those boxes allegedly contained pages of classified documents, according to a person familiar with the contents. Uh, They say Mr. Trump delayed returning 15 boxes of material requested by officials uh, with the National Archives for a couple of months, only doing so when there was a threat of action being taken to uh, retrieve them. Uh, So that's uh, that's what we know at the moment. Don't have a lot of uh, other details on that. Again, the FBI has raided Uh, the home of uh, former President Donald Trump in Mar-a-Lago. And uh, we'll keep an eye for any uh, developing news on that as uh, we proceed through the day. Let's let's go back to the phones. 209-551-3483. Lots to talk about this bill, the abuse of power by the current administration, the House of Representatives, and the Senate. So much on our plate today. Let's go to uh, Jorge from Ceres. Uh, welcome to the show, Jorge. What are your thoughts today? Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I I can't stand this um, abuse of power. Uh, this is a president, great president, and hopefully he's, he'll become the next president. Uh, I'll vote for him. I'm Mexican. Born in Mexico, and I was raised here, and I became a Republican. I thought I was a Democrat. Jimmy, Jimmy Carter and Ronald Reagan's uh, platform, my teacher asked me to, and uh, I'm like, holy crap, hola, excuse my language. Uh, I'm a Republican because I agreed with Ronald Reagan, and he used to be a Democrat until the Democrat Party left him alone. Um, 
but uh, no, this is nuts. You guys uh, want to mess with uh, Republicans? Come over. Uh, they know where I live. Hell, they're probably listening right now. But uh, it's it's crazy. Really nuts that they're doing this. Leave the president alone. Leave him alone. He he, he has his priorities, and uh, I'm glad he's letting him do whatever the heck he want to do. So he forgot to send some papers, or they're on their way. Leave him alone. Don't have to do this. Don't have to do this, Phil President. Not at all. Those are my two cents. Your your two cents are very good, Jorge. Thanks for the call. I think the other uh, the other thing we need to consider, Jorge, is that today it may be Donald Trump, and we look at uh, the, the people, uh, you know, the grandmother from January 6, twenty twenty one, who's doing time in a federal prison, et cetera, et cetera. It'll be you and me next. I guarantee it. If this is allowed to continue. It'll be you and me next because we aren't falling in line and we're not playing the role of the abused that the abuser wants us to play. Guarantee it. And you say, well, Mike, I think you're overreacting. Really? Really? Think it. Take a look. Do some situational awareness. And I'm not telling you what to think. I want you to arrive at what you think. But I do want you to make a good, informed, intelligent, reasoned, and well-researched vote come November and in November 2024, if we last that long under this administration. The abuse of power is just becoming unrelenting, unreal, and I don't know what the uh, Republican establishment is doing, but they need to grow a spine and do something about it. Let's go back to the phones, 209 551 Three four eight three. Let's go to Oakdale and John. Hi, John. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Mike. Thank you for taking my call. I would wanted to make a comment on uh, my suspicions of the IRS and hiring all these additional agents. I recall that back uh, in the Obama administration, they did the same thing back then. It wasn't this kind of numbers, but then they also started buying up all kinds of ammo back then. They made the uh, agents uh, post-certified for, um, back then. And so my suspicion is that this is their goal to make a – essentially, I know this sounds far out there, but they can actually make sort of a, a federal police force using these people. Um, at, at, as far as weaponizing the IRS, we only have to recall what they did with Lois Lerner um, right. Underhanded type of thing. Yes. And so, and, and I just heard on the radio recently that they spent, I don't know, hundreds of thousands or was it millions? I forget uh, on ammo. They're doing it again. Um, and my suspicion is that during the background checks on each of these new hires, higher on, they'll be making sure that they're registered Democrats. Um, that, at least that's kind of like, what I the suspic- my suspicions tell me, I, I don't know, but um, weaponizing the IRS—that's their their goal, creating basically a private army for the swamp. Um, well, that's my two cents. John, uh, g- good observations. Thank you for the call, uh, John. I think uh, very wisely pointing out 
that this is an abuse of authority. It is creating, John, it is creating another federal law enforcement agency. And to eighty, and this is not a total of 87,000 IRS agents. This is 87,000 more IRS agents. More, 87,000 more IRS agents than there were before. Is this what you want? Is there anyone within the sound of my voice who is willing to call and say, this is what I want? Well, our number 209-551-3483. In the interim, we're taking calls reacting to the bill, the 755-page, $740 billion package that was passed by the Senate uh, late yesterday and uh, that will give us 87,000 more, more additional IRS agents. And again, my friends, if you think, if you think it's only going to be going after the big guys, I uh, no, they're going to pick the low-hanging fruit because you and I can't afford the attorneys that uh, the big guys and the big gals can. We can't afford that type of defense, and we'll get hammered. We'll get hammered by the IRS. We will. I mean, $1,000 here, 5000 here, 10000 there, and we, we don't have the resources to fight it. What can we do? Either go to jail or pay it, right? I mean, that's ultimately what's going to happen. This is, this is scary, don't you think? 209-551-3483. Let's go to Edward in Riverbank. Edward, welcome to the show. What are your thoughts? Well, th- thanks for uh, letting me on. Well, I have a question for you. And uh, in regards to everything that's been going on and what you've been discussing about this evening uh, and encouraging everybody to go out and vote, my question is, what makes you think we're going to be able to vote this November? Well, that's a good point, Edward. And I, I would add to okay. that what makes you think or mo- what makes us think that the vote will be fair. Okay. With 47,000 new IRS agents, how many of them do you think are going to be Trump supporters? Become supporters of? Uh, no, uh, that, that Trump supporters will be hired as IRS agents. Oh, uh, none. I don't see our government hiring conservatives to enforce their policies. No, a- absolutely not. And Edward, there's a very interesting, and may not have time to get to it today. Uh, there is a very interesting provision, and uh, I don't remember if the, the correct name of it, if it's Article F or, uh, anyway, I'll, I'll look it up. But it's a provision that Donald Trump was going to use or may have used. And that is to uh, reclassify federal employees so that they can be fired uh, by the administration. Whoever comes in, if it's, uh, if it's a different party than the Democrats in 2024, Edward, whoever comes in is going to have to clean house because the poison has now seeped too deeply into the federal government, and uh, and we need to uh, deal with it. Edward, I'll give you the last uh, last word. It'll never change if we get somebody like Mike Pence in there. 
I if, if we don't have somebody strong, if we don't have somebody strong like Trump, this country's gone. I People agree like with Mike you. Mike Pence and that that idiot from Utah are going to sink this country. Okay. <sighs> I hear your frustration. Thank you for letting me on. I, I, the frustration is just irritating me. I, I got okay. you, Edward, uh, and I, I and, think I think you reflect the frustration a lot of us are feeling, and it's beyond just a, kind of a, a nagging frustration. I think we're at the tipping point of our state and our nation going to a place that it can't recover from if common sense doesn't arise and be victorious in November 2022 and in November 2024 as well. I'll be back in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show. Our phone number 209-551-3483. We'll hear from uh, Raul from Ceres coming up in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. You're listening to the Mike Douglas Show, the voice of the valley. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Again, a lot of headlines today. The big one, the FBI apparently is raiding the home or has raided the home of uh, Donald, former President Donald Trump in Mar-a-Lago looking for uh, some documents there. Uh, we have kept our eye on that. If there are any new details on that, we'll bring them to you. Getting your reactions about that and the abuse of federal power and this ridiculous 755-page, $740 billion uh, package that was passed yesterday by the Senate. Getting your reactions to it. Our number 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Let's go down the road a piece to Ceres and Raul. Raul, welcome to the show. What are your thoughts? Uh, yes, hi. I just wanted to, I guess, just give a couple of comments. I'm a Mexican-American, born and raised in California. I'm the first one of my family to be born here. So my parents come from Mexico. And growing up, we were kind of taught to, to be Democrats. We were told to be Democrats. And not knowing the, the language at the time, you kind of just think that you're following the right direction that the country or that your government's telling you. Fast forward, it's not... I've realized that I am not a Democrat. I don't agree with the everything that they're pushing, their agenda. I'm pro-life. Um, I'm now 43 years old. I have four children. Um, I try to teach them, you know, what's right and wrong, how to make sure that they get their information correctly. Um, the one thing that I got to say is here in California, I'm fr- I live here in Ceres. A lot of us don't get the right information, and I don't think it's provided correctly in within our population. And what I mean by that is, is um, we get a lot of Democratic information, but I don't see no Republicans or anything going out to, and this is going to sound funny, but where we, where we kind of socialize and hang out in the flea markets, we're not getting the information out to the people on the floor. And a lot of people don't, don't have the understanding or, or the communication uh, to be able to speak their mind or to be able to, to, to talk and understand, and we're not bringing it to them. I feel that um, there's a huge gap in regards to Mexican-Americans or even Mexicans understanding completely what's happening in our country and we need to do a better job in being able to relay that information to them where they where they live because all i see is democrat ballots and, and paperwork being sent to us 
um, and nothing in regards to Republican information and, and what's going on in our society. Raul, that is an excellent, excellent point. And I think one of the big problems with the Republican establishment as it stands now, both in California and in Washington, D.C. as well, is the inability to connect with real people and with a diverse population. And I I cringe, Raul, when I see some of the uh, uh, Caucasian uh, Republican uh, politicians attempting to speak Spanish when you can tell absolutely that they're not proficient in it. Uh, in it. it. It appears to be pandering, and I would assume it's probably received as being offensive. So, let me, Raul, this is such a great point. Let, let me ask you, and it's not a trick question, I really want to know, what do you think Republicans need to do to be able to reach the Mexican-American community, especially here in California. What what does it need to do? Um, again, I think it, it just has to do with um, there's a lot of us out there. There's a lot of Mexican-Americans out here in, in the uh, in the middle of the, of the state, not in the cities, but in the middle of the states that, um, that are not Republican but are not Democratic and are looking at things in, in their own perspective. We need to start gathering those individuals and bringing them in and start helping them drive the information down at the floor level because that's that's where it's missing. We're not connecting with the actual people who are caring, who who maybe have a hard time trying to come out because of their, their background, but um, I think we need to do a better job in trying to get other people from different backgrounds uh, to, to, to promote what we're trying to share in regards to what's happening with our country. So, Raul, as we look at people like, uh, for example, uh, Myra Flores in, uh, in Texas, I am so impressed with her. And it's not, you know, that she's carrying the Republican banner now, but she speaks plainly. She speaks with passion. She speaks with uh, integrity. And I'm thinking, how can we encourage more Myras? Absolutely, and I think that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm kind of reaching out now, hmm. because I am seeing that, and I'm one of those individuals who've never spoken out, and I just feel that uh, I need to. I have my kids. It's their future. I'm 43, right? I'm, I'm halfway, maybe more than halfway, and uh, it's, it's my kids. They're the ones who are going to be uh, hurting. We, they're the ones who are going to see the outcome, and so we need to do everything that we can to try to minimize it or eliminate it. Absolutely. Raul, thank you so much for your call. You hit the the target right in the middle. Absolutely. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, my friends, the, the opposition tries to frame all of this by pitting cultures against each other, by pitting races against each other, by pitting religions against each other, there's no unity that being that that is being inspired by, nor uh, is there any unity being cultivated by the Ad- Biden administration, nor by the uh, California legislature, they, uh, nor by the House of Representatives, nor by the Senate in Washington D.C. It is a constant barrage of pitting people against each other because, and I believe it's because the old 
the old uh, axiom of uh, divide and conquer. And yet here's a, here's a voice of Raul saying, listen, Republicans, if, if, if you want common sense in order to uh, be the, the rule of the day, if you want integrity, if you want honesty, if you want uh, to promote families, if you want to promote the Judeo-Christian ethic upon which, upon which this country was founded, you need to make inroads into something other than the little protective bubble that's in Sacramento and Washington, D.C. Raul, you inspired me, my friend. Thanks so much for your call. We will continue the conversation tomorrow uh, on the Mike Douglas Show, 3 to 5 p.m. here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Again, thank you so much. Watch the news for this FBI raid on Donald Trump's house. See you tomorrow at 3.